Hi, Bother Brigade. Here's what's bothering me today. That is a group of sacked P&O workers who have begun blocking the port of Dover over in England. Sacked P&O workers have blocked the main road into the port of Dover after the company made 800 people redundant by Zoom and replaced them with foreign staff. Now, P&O is a ferry operating company, and uh, we're going to get into a little bit more of the details of like what they do and some of the other stuff that's been going on. But basically, they fired 800 workers in England by Zoom meeting, as if times already aren't hard enough because of the fallout from Brexit, but also because, you know, there's still the goddamn pandemic going on. But uh, unfortunately, right, those people who are protesting, they want to try and criminalize that kind of protest. Worth remembering that the Tories are trying to make this sort of action, blocking main roads, illegal with the PCSC bill. It's an action we all recognize and no doubt support in the face of gross injustice such as this. Solidarity with the P&O workers. So now let's get a little bit into why these workers are striking. So, uh, very quickly, instead of using a BBC article, because uh, the BBC is kind of trash, and we're going to get into that real quick, but um, the core theme or thing that you need to know from this whole debacle, outrage after UK ferry operator fires 800 crew members via Zoom message. Unions protested at British ports Friday, demanding the government step in to save jobs and protect key trade routes after major ferry operator P&O Ferries fired 800 UK crew members to replace them with cheaper contract staff. P&O has cancelled all its ferry crossings between Britain and continental Europe, threatening to disrupt the movement of travellers and goods across the English Channel and North Sea for days. The British government expressed outrage at the mass firings, many done over Zoom message, but suggested it could do little to reverse them. The staff cuts came after P&O received millions in British government aid during the COVID pandemic. Yeah, so um, these people had the audacity to basically fire collectively 800 people, many of them over a goddamn Zoom meeting. And uh, yeah, understandably, they're protesting. But again, why is the government saying, oh, well, there's not much we can do because they're too busy trying to pass different legislation that will, you know, criminalize this form of protest in the future, as well as 
thankfully, you know, like people have been saying in Britain, those in power anyway, oh, thank God for the Ukraine war because it's distracting from uh, the Partygate scandal that we had going on here. And uh, let's also not even begin to talk about all the corruption and the Russian oligarchs that have their hands in the pockets of many people in the British conservative government right now. But as someone else delightfully pointed out about the hypocrisy of the BBC and why we're not using a BBC article... Kudos to BBC News for doing a lengthy report on P&O sacking its British workers without mentioning that it kept its French and Irish workers or the £10 million it had in UK furlough payments, the £150 million government bailout, and the £250 million shareholder dividend it paid. Yeah, this company that again just fired 800 workers suddenly with no warning over goddamn Zoom also got... 200 sorry uh they got 150 million pounds in government bailouts and then they are still keeping their french and irish workers and we're going to come back to that in a hot second but they also paid out a 250 million pound shareholder dividend maybe you know you could have used some of that to keep on your british employees they literally got millions of pounds of free money from the government and then they just paid their shareholders enough with this stuff let these businesses stand or fall on their own like honestly and the anger is palpable right and it's you know, entirely understandable lots of people seem dreadfully shocked at 800 P&O workers being sacked with no notice today why this is exactly what deregulation means it means the removal of all employee protections when free ports get set up this practice will get far worse this was always the plan so here's where we have to talk about a few different things real quick. Britain in the past with, uh, you know, when they were first getting into the European Union, they had these kind of like free ports of sorts that were used to smooth like any kind of bureaucracy and red tape to get goods to and from European ports. Um, but then those kind of went the way of the dodo bird around the time of Margaret Thatcher and everything. And so what ended up happening instead is now they've kind of rejigged the idea, but it's an even worse neoliberal version of it, where the idea is they're going to have free ports where they can bring in foreign labor to work the ports super cheap. So that's how they can still get, you know, cheap points of entry into Britain, even though they're outside of the European Union single market. We also have to talk about the EU real quick, because remember that part we just talked about, about how the Irish and the French workers were kept on by P&O? That kind of has to do with them still being part of the European Union and the European Union having much stronger worker bargaining rights because of the whole collective agreement with the European Union. So Britain, because of Brexit, basically allowed for stuff like this to happen where the companies have been just, you know, firing people while also paying out massive shareholder dividends. You get what you vote for, I'm afraid. And whenever you vote conservative, you always get far worse than you bargained for. And unfortunately, there isn't much we can do except to spread awareness about this and to show solidarity with the P&O workers that are on strike and have now basically had their income dry up. So if anyone knows, because as of recording this, I haven't been able to see or find anything yet of like a GoFundMe for them or anything like that. But if anyone has... Uh, any like legit ways for people to actually help the P&O workers or former P&O workers, please post them in the comments down below. I'll do my best to pin them if and when I see them because this is just so egregious, right? The fact that this company not only, you know, like they kept workers in other areas that of course have stronger worker protections, but they literally got 
millions of pounds in free money from the government, you know, taxpayer dollars. And then they turned around and gave massive dividends to their shareholders and fired 800 workers in Britain during times of incredible suffering and strife, both because of Brexit and the pandemic on top of it. It should not be allowed to happen. And the British government is saying, oh, well, you know, there's not much we can do. Then what ultimately is the point of government if you can't do anything? They were totally fine. It's like, oh, we can totally help this company by giving them free money. But now you can't force them to say, hey, in exchange for that free money, you better keep those workers on because we gave you millions upon millions of pounds in free money. It's absolutely ridiculous and unacceptable. And it's absolutely what's bothering me today.